0: Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy, nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.
1: Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically.
0: I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers, and you know what makes me mad? When insurance companies deny your claim for no good reason. That's why people call me. I'm the lawyer insurance companies don't want to deal with. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you.
1: Get Goldfinger
0: today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors lost for the third time this season against the Detroit Pistons, who... I mean, I watched their game against the Heat earlier this week, or maybe it was last week. I don't know, but I swear, like in the third quarter, they like <laughs> they gave up like a twenty-five to nothing run. So those Detroit Pistons um, just beat the Raptors for a third time, third and final time this season. I was, who knows, actually, the Raptors might very well play the Pistons in the first round. I don't want to see that happen, even though the storylines will be delicious. But in this particular instance, it was very similar to the first two games. Um, the Pistons won that one at the ACC, the one where Dwayne Casey fled down the opposite. T- that man is hilarious. Um, after uh, what, Reggie Bullock got a layup at the last second, and then you got that OT game, and then you got this game, 110 to 107 Raptors. Um, quite honestly, they just they got outplayed. They got outplayed. Um, and it's not really a talent thing because I feel like the Raptors did have Um, some great contributions from the starting unit. Um, Well, minus one member of the starting unit. But, you know, I'll talk about it in a second. But, um, yeah, I mean, it just... it, it Sometimes it's not really about talent. Especially in the regular season, sometimes it's not about talent. Sometimes it's just really about, can you come down, execute, and also how hard are you playing? And the Pistons, I will have to say, have, in terms of just effort, completely bossed the Raptors in all three games, period. Like, the Pistons... Had way more on the line um, in all three games. I, I guess that's the case. I mean Dwayne obviously has this sort of that scorn fury kind of thing and you know it, it is something that honestly um, he's gonna use to motivate his team. but also like as a go- as a good coach is supposed to do. you're supposed to motivate your team and play hard. and Dwayne has always done that. Um, And you can see with the Pistons, right? Like, the way they played the Raptors, they were way more physical. Like, um, you know, basically they were like the Heat or like the Grit and Grind Grizzlies. Um, That level of physicality. And in all three games, you know, they have just controlled the Raptors. Now, the Raptors ended up scoring 107 points. A lot of that was because they shot 18 or 36 from deep. We all know the Raptors don't usually shoot that well. Um, But otherwise, the Pistons have really defended the Raptors very well in all three games um, this season, and uh, a lot of that just comes down to who wants it more. The Pistons have wanted it way more. Dwayne Casey has wanted it. Dwayne Casey wants these games more than anybody. Dwayne Casey would rather get swept, uh, would rather win these games than avoid getting swept again. Like that's how much he wants these games, and um, his players responded. This is not this is the same kind of deal. The Pistons came out a lot stronger uh, in the first quarter. Raptors couldn't really get their offense going. Uh, it was it was weird because very early on it was it was determined that basically the way this game was going to be dictated was such that it was going to favor the Pistons. Now I'm not saying this is the game that's going to be dictated by the referees, not at all. Um, but clearly the style of play favored the Pistons, who were much more physical and aggressive. Like I said, and like early on, Bruce Brown, who was a rookie, a second round rookie, um, he. I mean, he basically hand checked Kawhi Leonard for the whole entire time, like, and and not just hand checking, but like two hands on the waist, like just like grabbing him, holding him, and stuff. And it was weird to see a guy like that, us again, a second round rookie, <laughs> get a nicer whistle than Kawhi Leonard, who um, was visibly frustrated. Now Kawhi responded and finished with a very effective. 33 points on 11-21 shooting in 36 minutes. So, you know, he, we know Kawhi can play through contact. This is sort of teams have tried to be physical with him all year. Kawhi has just overcome um, all of that. And, and Bruce Brown is not, you know, exactly the most intimidating defender. But, um, yeah, early on the Raptors got into an early hole. Just defensively, they weren't playing that well. Um, offensively, they weren't playing that well either. They just weren't executing very well. But uh, defensively, they basically made a game plan to come out and double-team Griffin Um, because Blake simply dominates the Pascal Siakam matchup, and, um, you know, it resulted in a couple of open jumpers for his teammates that were knocking them down. Guys like Reggie Jackson, you know, like, all right, cool. Um, You know, the guy who gave the Raptors a huge spark was Fred VanVleet, who finally returned from injury after missing about a month with that uh, left thumb uh, contusion or issue or whatever he had. Um, Fred was supposed to be actually on a minutes restriction, but... Very early on, it was clear that he was good to go. I mean, he played 13 straight minutes in the first and second quarter, uh, and he was very good, very, very good. In fact, he was the only thing that was working well with that second unit because, uh, you know, Nick Nurse, being the fact that the Raptors are playing the back-to-back, they played Detroit today and they play uh, New York tomorrow at home, um, that, you know, he wanted to try to buy some minutes with his bench. And, uh it it didn't go well when he put out Eric Moreland, OG Ananobi, Norman Powell, Fred VanVleet, and Pat McCaw together. Um, that lineup was so, so bad. And it wasn't necessarily anyone's fault. It was just you can't, you know, put a bunch of matches on the floor and then get angry at anybody that it's the house is on fire. You know what I mean? Like it, it was just there's not enough talent in that lineup to, to generate any offense. The Pistons didn't even have to play great defense. It was just like, come on, that, that you're not getting any offense out of that. For basically a four-minute stretch there in the second quarter, the Raptors shot one of six from the field and had two turnovers. And the Pistons basically took a close game uh, after the first quarter and turned into a double-digit advantage. Um, the only one shot, by the way, that one of six, that one, was Eric Moreland hitting a end-of-buzzer, just heave it up, kind of three, and it somehow went in. So that's how bad the offense was. uh Nick then, you know, put some of his starters back in. Gasol came back in. He, I thought he had a pretty good game. Uh, Kawhi came in. You know, him and Danny Green hit some threes, and the Raptors were all of a sudden back into the game at uh, in halftime. And it was just sort of okay. Let's see what they come out with. The Raptors. Came out great after halftime. Um, you know, Kawhi really got loose. Like I said, early on he was getting, you know, eh, I wouldn't say shut down really. Just literally hugged by Bruce Bowen and it, or Bruce Brown and it was hard to score that way. But um, Kawhi really came alive in the third quarter. I think he had 13 in the quarter. Gasol's passing was really on display. Danny Green, again, got some open looks. And also, Nick Nurse made the adjustment to put Fred VanVleet into the starting lineup. Um, and the reason they did that was because Jeremy Lin has just not... Played well, at all as a Raptor, period. There's just he's had OK moments. But for the most part, this man has been really bad. It's It's been disappointing. I, I don't want to go in any further with, with Lynn, but it, it's just really bad. So Nick decides, all right, forget it. I'm going to flip my lineup. I'm going to try to win with my starting unit and then try to buy some time off the bench. And that worked really well. Fred came in. He played with the starters. They played great together. Fred was getting open looks. Everyone was getting open looks, really. The pace of the game was better. Now, the Pistons did sort of uh, tread water a little bit because the starting unit um, was able to generate offense. Blake was able to get some offense. Drum was able to get some you know garbage boards. Reggie Jackson was just, create just enough off the dribble and hit some jumpers and stuff to keep the Pistons uh, relatively close. But the Raptors were basically in the driver's seat heading into the fourth quarter where, again, the bench. The bench, uh, the bench, unit know, just, it was, it was bad, man. It's just, it's just bad. Like, OG had some nice moments, and he, like, quickly gave the Raptors a 6-0 run, you know, to end the third quarter, to sort of at least keep the Raptors ahead, getting into the fourth, but the, the bench just, it, it's, it's bad. It's, there's no way around it. It's bad. Um... Uh, you know, and, and defensively, it was it, like I don't want to blame Moreland because he just got here on the 10 day, so like it's completely understandable that he doesn't know the schemes and stuff like that. But like they were having so much issue with Ish Smith just getting past the point of attack, getting into the paint, and then just creating havoc. And while there was Ish Smith on, but bro, Ish Smith had four offensive rebounds, right? Like that's that's bad. The Raptors, as a team, got seven. Um, <laughs> so Ish Smith, who's basically the shortest player on the court outside of uh, Norman Powell, got uh, four offensive rebounds, and uh, he just created so much havoc. But also, like, Morland was coming out um, out of the paint way too often. You know, really, his job is to stand under the rim and sort of be vertical and be a, a presence there. Zaza, who, like, man, Zaza can't even hit open layups. Like, I, I don't mean to slander Zaza, but, like, this man can't hit open layups. He got 11 points on four or six shooting in 13 minutes. Like, you know, the bench basically was just unplayable. and It didn't really matter that you put some Pascal Siakam into that bench, you know, whatever. Like without Collard today, without Serge Ibaka, like the Raptors just didn't have enough depth to get through it and you know, ultimately it did come down to the Raptors starters versus the Pistons starters, and the Pistons starters, quite honestly, they over they outplayed the Raptors. That that's it, right? Like they ended up making more plays than the Raptors did. And um you know, Part of that, actually, again, it doesn't really come down to talent. It's also about who played harder. But also, in this case, I thought it was also a case of which team coached better, right? Like, um, you know, Dwayne Casey, he drove some nice out-of-bounds plays. You know, that, uh, that, you know, inbound to the center at the elbow, have him fake the handoff and drive to the bucket. The the JV play against the Bucks. you know, that uh, tied the game and sent it to overtime. Really should have ended the game last year. Whatever, I'm still not over it. But, um. Yeah, I mean, he basically called one of those for Andrew Drummond in the uh, fourth quarter. I'm not sure if the game was tied or whatever, but you know, it worked. It got an and one. Um, Drummond also consistently made his free throws in the clutch. He was five of five today for a guy who's like a 50 percent shooter. Not bad, not bad at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately it was just the Pistons came with more plays. Like def- defensively, the Pistons did a really good job down on the Raptors down the stretch. The Raptors are limited to 23 points in the fourth quarter as compared to 32 for the Pistons. And for the third straight game. Dwayne Casey has taken his Pistons with less talent and, uh, you know, everything and um, orchestrated three fourth quarter comebacks. And uh, all three games have been close, but uh, the Pistons have really delivered. And, um, you know, Dwayne, he's very polished. He's very, very polished. You know, he has a reputation to uphold. So he wasn't trying to be outward with too much of his emotions, but you could definitely tell how much he wanted. There was a, you know, a, a split second there on the. Uh, in the fourth quarter, where the where Drummond was going to the line to ice the game with free throws, which is just a wild statement unto itself, but um, yeah, I mean Dwayne Casey was just you know flashing his quick smile to himself, you know doing that little Kanye thing before uh, going serious again, and he got he he must feel good, man. He must feel so damn good about these regular season wins because uh, why would you not? Seriously, you win Coach of the Year, you build this whole program in Toronto. And, you know, you get replaced at a time where the Raptors decide to go in a different direction. Now, obviously, the Raptors could have gone in a different direction, but you can also completely see why Dwayne Casey would feel that the Raptors undercut him at his one moment of triumph. Like, literally, he won coach of the year and got fired. But, um yeah, I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm happy for Dwayne. I, I get, like I said, the Pistons... I think they're overperforming their talent level. Really, like you look at this team, it's not very good. It, the pieces don't really quite fit, but Dwayne Casey's gotten them to play hard. They're executing. They're, they've won like 14 in the last 18. They've cemented themselves as a playoff team. Like, that's a really good job by Dwayne Casey, and that's what he was brought in to do, and um, I think he's showing, once again, why he's a really good coach. He really is. I know, I know a lot of Raptors fans had issues with him. I've totally knocked and criticized Dwayne for many things in the past, but, like, this man's a good coach. He is, and he's showing it again with the Pistons. So congrats to Dwayne. In terms of the Raptors, I, again, I wouldn't take too many things away from this. Like, I've already said on the podcast that I don't want to play the Pistons in the playoffs, If you give me an option between the Pistons or, like, the Nets or, I don't even know, maybe the Hornets made some sort of random push, probably not the Hornets. It might even be the Heat. Like, yeah, I mean, even if it's the Heat, for example, I'd rather play the Heat than the Pistons um, because – and I'd definitely rather play the Nets than the Pistons because in terms of physicality, the Nets are nowhere close to these two other teams. They have way more firepower, but let me just see them shoot these random threes in the playoffs rather than, um, you know, what they're doing right now because – you know, regular season playoffs, two different levels. That's a young team. They're very um, they're very small across the board. Like, I'm confident the Raptors can take the Nets, no problem. Um, the Heat, I just don't think they have enough firepower, and the Raptors are very confident against the Heat. They've really executed this year. And I don't quite feel like they have the same—the Heat don't really have the same intensity as they did in previous years. It's not the same stamina. Um Whereas if you look at the Pistons, they have actual, they will always have one player on the floor that will give the Raptors problems, right? Because off the bench, it's Ish Smith, and in the starting lineup it's Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin gives the Raptors fits, because Pascal can't guard him. That Period. Like, he just can't. Pascal's been in foul trouble. He's fouled out in this game, and he fouled out last game. Um, The Raptors play the Pistons, and um, a lot of that is just, Blake Griffin is just a load to deal with. He's really physical, he's really aggressive, and um, you know he's also gonna be smart about how he can you know move his arms and just basically sell a call. And there's gonna be a lot of contact when you play against Blake Griffin. It's gonna be exhausting when you play against Blake Griffin. And after the year that Pascal's had in terms of how much energy he's had to expend, I don't want to face a first round series where Pascal Siakam gets burns himself out going up against Blake Griffin. And you know if it's not Pascal, then your best option is basically you know OG and Anobi against Blake out of the two of them OG's play better against Blake Griffin but Blake Griffin is just a load to handle it's hard to sw- it's hard to you know switch on him it's hard to trap him cuz he's such a good passer and um yeah he's become a really good three point shooter he shot 4 of 8 today from deep and uh honestly Blake Griffin's having a career year he really is in terms of his impact I don't think he's ever impacted winning more than he has now and again that's a testament to Dwayne Casey I mean like his job was to come in and vitalize, just revitalize this team. Get everyone to buy in. Blake Griffin has completely bought in. That's a superstar that has bought in to his coach's program, and it, it is very similar to how Demar was with uh, Dwayne. So again, credit Dwayne Casey for the win. Um, it, it is just funny to me that he's so bitter about the whole thing, but I mean, it's also completely understandable. In terms of your three stars, first star race goes to Kawhi Leonard, thirty three points, thirty six minutes, eleven to twenty one shooting, five of eight from. Deep, 6-8 from the free throw line. He got 8 of the Raptors, 14 free throw attempts. Also 10 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, and a block. Plus 11. I mean, you, you can't ask for anything more from uh, Kawhi. There's a couple of instances where I wish he could pass a little bit better. He's not the most instinctive passer. But luckily, you got a guy like Marcus Gasol, who I'm giving the second star to. 9 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 of 7 shooting, 1 of 4 from deep. Um, got 2 free throws as well. Put Drummond into foul trouble early on. Although Drummond did eventually come back and play really well. But um, Gasol, with his playmaking and stuff, I thought most of the Raptors' good moments this game involved Gasol. Defensively, he was a presence at the rim. He was the only thing that actually stopped Griffin or Drummond from basically scoring at Will. Uh, and, you know, again, he got a little bit of a scoring. I, I want to see him take those four threes a game. I, I like that he took four threes today. I, you know, do that more often. It's just he had an open look in the fourth quarter down the stretch that he really should have hit. But... You Know it is what it is. Uh, he's just got to continue spacing the floor. It's like basically, he's got to take the same approach as uh Brooke Lopez when it comes to these threes. Like, I don't necessarily think um, Gasol is a knockdown three point shooter. Like, a knockdown guy is like a guy who's wide open, and if he is wide open, he will hit the shot, right? And like, like Danny Green is a knockdown three point shooter, Kawhi Leonard is a knockdown three point shooter. Gasol is almost like you know, he's he can make threes, but can he consistently make threes? I'm not really sure. And will he make every open three? I'm not really sure. Um, but I still need him to take those threes, just to space the floor. He has to establish himself as a scoring threat. And today, um, I mean, it's it's not like he made a concerted effort to hit those four, to take four threes, but he just needs to basically take those four every single game, period. Regardless of how many minutes he's playing, take four threes, Mark. Good job. And then third time am going to to Fred Van Vliet. Really, Fred could really be the second star as well, but um, yeah, I mean, so, 31 minutes off the bench slash starting in the second half. Um, you know, Fred goes 17 points, 6 to 10 shooting, 4 or 5 from deep. Splits a pair of free throws, 4 assists. I mean, he played really well. Uh, the only reason he didn't have a positive plus minus is because he played with the goddamn bench unit. So, um, you know, it's great that Fred has hit the ground running. His, obviously, his conditioning is there. Uh, it speaks to his professionalism. Like I mentioned in the 10 Things um, I think a couple of weeks ago, Fred was running through drills with um, Marcus All, even when he was still hurt and stuff. So you could definitely tell Fred is locked in. The injury hasn't really set him back, and he's going to be a huge boost to the Raptors. Um, you know, down the stretch because it, as it is right now, I don't think Jeremy Lin's going to continue seeing minutes. Period. Like he's just going to get garbage time minutes going forward because Fred has proven to be the better backup point guard. And even in the shooting guard position where Jeremy could potentially get some minutes, Norman Powell's outplayed him there. So, um, you know, with the way the the season is closing out, I'm, I could foresee a nine-man rotation of your usual starters, um, plus whichever one of Gasol or Ibaka off the bench, plus Fred Van Vliet, and then some Norman Powell and some OG and, and Obi, basically depending on what you need out of that position. But I think that's the nine-man rotation, at least, at least the way it stands right now. And... um you know, I don't think you'll end up seeing any more all-bench lineups. I know Nick Nurse is smarter than that. He obviously only trying to do that right now to give people time. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I still feel good about the Raptors. And even if the Raptors play the Pistons, I'm fine. I, I still think it'd probably to wrap it up in six games or whatever. But um, – and it will be very fun to have, you know, six home games. But still, like, it'll be a tough matchup for sure. And – um Yeah, so the Gerald Henderson Award goes to Ish Smith, obviously. I mean, this man is – I mean, he honestly has a very good case to be uh, just Gerald Henderson. Like, this – this it could just be the Ish Smith Award going forward because um, this man has consistently killed the Raptors. It's not just today. It's not just this season. It's going back multiple years, multiple teams. I mean, I remember when he was on, like, the Pelicans when he was killing the Raptors like his quickness has always been a lot and it's just 8 points, 5 rebounds, four um four of them offensive, eight assists, three steals, 4 of 9 shooting for Ish Smith, 24 minutes plus 11 off the bench. He was great. So yeah, that's the uh, that's this game. So um yeah, I mean uh, that does it for the podcast. Uh actually this will be my last uh, reaction podcast on the Raptors public feed. There's uh, uh another move coming. I'm going to announce that tomorrow. So um, you know, just yeah, I, I don't like to be mysterious, but I just I have something planned for tomorrow in terms of announcements, but uh, you know I've already said it in the ten things, but I'll say it here as well um, on the reaction podcast I mean, seriously, uh, Rapids Public is a great place for people to get started. It's a great community, regardless, um, lots of readers, such um, in passion, fan base, uh, and it always gives people opportunities, right, and uh, I, I'm one of those people like seriously i wouldn't i've never done any sort of radio training it probably shows but um yeah i mean my radio training was zarar gave me a yeti blue mic back in like 2016 and i kind of ran with it and uh they've given me the opportunity to create this reaction podcast they've given me the opportunity to host the you know uh raptors weekly podcast back when blake was still around you know me and blake doing the raptors weekly extra thing like it's opened a lot of avenues and opened a lot of doors for me. And and a lot of that is just down to the people. Like it's great people reading the site, Uh, you know, minus the, 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 the the most extreme members of the hive and things like this, but great people reading the site um, and uh, great people behind the scenes in terms of just writing and creating video and, and, and uh, social and, and audio content, like a lot of great talent here at RR, and So, I want to thank everyone at RR. I obviously want to thank Brian Goldfinger for sponsoring the podcast. He's always been here since day one, supporting, uh, you know, just grassroots journalism when it comes to sports. Um, something he's very impassioned about. In terms, he's just, he has a lot of ideas for the way uh, basketball coverage should be in the city. And I think he's always put um, his support behind that. And you got to really appreciate him, you know? He's um, so. Yeah. And then, of course, thanks to everyone who has listened, who has supported the Patreon page and things like that. Uh, it's, it's been a really great ride. So I, um, tomorrow I'm going to announce what the next move is. But for the meantime, uh, you know, thanks everyone for listening and uh, peace out.
1: Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply.
0: Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy, nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.